This is the Buck and Stock News Podcast, powered by Two Bulls, bringing you the stories and experiences from within the Bucking Stock world. And here's your host, Kyle Lippincott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the podcast. I tell you what, here lately it has been hammered down, nice weather, Bucking Bulls at home, going through yearlings. Uh, we're right in the middle of the ABBI's fraternity series, but we do have another episode for you. And definitely excited to uh, bring you guys this one with Clay Taylor in the Rafter Sea Cattle Company in Sayre, Oklahoma. Uh, Clay, he's he's been involved in rodeo, bull riding, bucking bulls, producing events uh, for for a long, long time. I think think you guys will enjoy it. But first, two bulls performance supplements. Uh, it's breeding season. You ready to turn sires out, flushing cows, uh, getting those heifers, uh, them first calf heifers to breed back. If you guys are not on the Pro Breeder Mineral, you're missing out. It's that, e- that simple. Um, as well as breeding season, I mean, we're every weekend going up and down the road, and the only way to keep those bulls in peak performance uh, on the trailer, off the trailer, bucking week in and week out, Black Label 17 Performance Supplement. Check them out, twobulls.net, Cryogen Global. Cryogen, uh, we just got finished with our first aspiration uh, satellite site here in Prague, Oklahoma. I think we flushed 10 or 12 females. Uh, had great, great results. Um, they they overnighted, drove straight back to their lab in Texas, fertilized. Everyone has got their results. Myself personally was extremely happy uh, with those results. Um, I used them myself, uh, not trying to push anything on you guys I wouldn't do myself. And, and like I said, excellent excellent group of guys to work with there at cryogen uh we are going to be doing another aspiration here in probably about 30 days uh be on the lookout for that advertisement you guys want to get in you bring your cow you unload your cow they'll aspirator on the trailer and home you go and it's just about that fast pro vantage animal health the yellow tubs um performance lick tubs uh they're, they're out in my in my traps and in my pastures i like them the, the bulls are slicking off they're, they're hardening up uh overall gut health that's that's what we're that's what we're after pro vantage animal health check them out buck and bull pro the official dummy of the abbi and bucking stock news uh once again I, i've bucked been bucking bulls week in and week out with nothing other than the buck and bull pro not one issue um it's 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 a great great tool to, to use you take care of it I take it in, put it on the charger till till the light goes green, and I buck them. I mean, it's it, and then like I say, you take care of it, it'll take care of you. Bucking Bull Pro, the official dummy, Bucking Stock News, producers livestock, Barthold cattle, um, producer Sonny Barthold there in Oklahoma City. You guys uh, starting to get through them yearlings, figure out what's got the tools to stick around and what doesn't. Uh, I don't care where you're from. Uh, Sonny will do an outstanding job on your cattle, um, bucking bulls, and and commercial cattle. A lot of people running commercial cattle as well. Uh, give them a chance, guys. Oklahoma Oklahoma City National Stockyards producers livestock. Sonny Barthold. Give them a call. I want to get into this episode, but first we have a word from Nate Morrison on the upcoming Cinch Bull Challenge, powered by Two Bulls, produced by none other than Nate Morrison and the Breeders Connection. Stay tuned. So we got Nate with the Breeders Connection uh, standing by here. Um, we got a really, really good episode of the podcast. Clay Taylor is going to be our guest. Um, any of you guys that 
no clay, you can only imagine that uh, it's going to be entertaining. But, Nate, well, there's some big stuff going on um, with the Finch Bull Challenge powered by two bulls produced by none other than yourself, the Breeders' Connection. Uh, the, the, the event promotional thing has kind of been a thing that, that you've kind of taken up the last handful of years on top of running your auctions. Um, but what's cool is we're talking about three or four events, almost half a million dollars going to be paid out. Yeah, the way that we got it, you know, between between the bull riders and, uh, you know, the bull teams, uh, we got three events uh, going to happen in 2021, kind of our kickoff year with this uh, cinch bull challenge. Um, uh, we got in, uh, you know, with the, the payout between the bull teams and the riders, you know, it's going to total about $400,000. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting event. I got, got the support of, of all those guys that like to play the, the, the big stakes, uh, bull team events, you know, wanting to support it, looking for this format and, uh, you know, having the control of, uh, bringing their own riders in this, uh, you know, the bull team game is, is crucial. So we're trying to, trying to make it, you know, where there's enough added, uh, for their bull riders too, to give them incentive uh, for those guys to want to want to be on get, a bull team. Get a dang good guy to come and 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 up their odds of of having a high ride time. One thing, uh, seeing your your ads and, and helping promote the the, the Cinch Bull Challenge, that one of the coolest things to be a part of all this. You just got to enter. You, you don't you don't have to have a franchise. There's no upfront cost. You just enter the event with your bull team. Yeah, you know what. Uh, I did a lot of, you know, like uh, asking these guys, what kind of events do you want? And, uh, you know, the 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 freedom to be able to enter as they want to, you know, not being locked in with a franchise was, was you know, overwhelming, you know, with with everybody. Uh, you know, there's uh, there are a, a group of guys that do like the the high you know, entry fees so they can win big money. And uh, what we did was uh, we're doing, like I said, three events, uh, two-day uh, events, uh, a Friday and Saturday event, and it's a one entry fee of $5,000, covers the whole weekend, and yet they, they can win money on Friday, win money on Saturday, and win money on, in the average. So there's the, yeah. three three ways to win money in one weekend, um, you know, and we're going to pay five holes in each spot, you know, three different ways. First place can win 12000 on down to fifth place winning 4000 So a guy so, could so walk out of there in one weekend with, yes, sir. You're, you're paying 15 spots of money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A guy could walk out of there in one weekend with $36,000 with that one entry fee of 5000 And so instead of it just riding on one, you know, one shot, they they got three different chances to pull money. That's, that's, that's awesome. So June 4th and 5th, Benita, Oklahoma, that event is books are full. Uh, as yep. far as for the competing teams, you're going to take some alternate teams, and they'll be the first ones in June 25th and 26th, Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, you still have some open spots for that event? Uh, yes, sir. And what I'm doing is the first 30 that, that entered, you know, they paid their deposits. 
they're locked in, uh, you know, and they got first option to enter Rapid City. I like I said, I am taking alternate spots. You know, something comes up where where guys can't make it last minute. I can fill that spot with an alternate, and then those alternates, you know, get a spot in Rapid City for the teams that were entered in Benita that that don't want to go to to Rapid City. Um, as far as the bull riders go, there's five thousand dollars added for the bull riders in Benita, you know, plus their entry fee, so it'll be eleven thousand in the pot for their uh Rapid City, we're adding ten thousand for the bull riders, gives them incentive to to come up north and uh there'll be sixteen thousand dollars in the pot for, for Rapids. So if and, anybody's and I, inter- interested in uh getting the spot, uh just give me a call. Well and, and when you think about the, the big bull stuff, you know the I mean, not not trying to compare, but you can pay a five thousand dollar entry fee to win twenty twenty five thousand. Uh, but 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 we're talking a possibility of winning almost forty thousand uh, in one weekend with the same amount of fees for five thousand um, dollars. Then again, the third event, October eighth and ninth, back in Vanita at White Oak Arena. Yep, and and that's an incentive to enter all three. We are paying bonus money to the top. Uh, three teams with their total scores from all three events. Oh, awesome. So you don't have to enter all three, but there's a little incentive to enter all three. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm real excited to see, uh, you know, like I said, we got the support of the guys wanting to enter up and, you know, just, just trying to give them a fair opportunity to, to, to win more money on their with their bowl teams that they have. So, just to clear up just a little bit, two or three bull teams? Um, it's two bulls to a team, just long round bulls. Okay. And then, you know, they can bring three bulls and to switch bulls out on that second day. Kind of have a roster for, for things maybe may or may not go as planned the first day, have a bull to swap out. Exactly. Gotcha. Awesome idea. So here's the deal, guys. Cinch Bull Challenge, powered by two bulls, produced by the Breeders' Connection over 400000 to be paid out in three events between the bull teams and the bull riders. It doesn't get much better than that, you ask me, Nate. Well, I appreciate it. So, Well, if you guys are interested in a spot for the bull, the Cinch Bull Challenge, you can message Nate on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, as well as uh, we've put some flyers out. Nate's put some flyers out. His phone number's on there. Nate, you want to tell them what your phone number is just, just in case they'd rather contact you? Yeah, my number is 605-515-4313, and you can always go to thebreedersconnection.com to get all my info. Well, Clay, um, but I want to start, like, we've been friends for a while, but I want to oh, go yeah. back a little ways. And like for people that are that are listening to this, um, like you rode bulls. Did, did you ever get on tour? I never did. Um, <clears throat> I did win one PBR event with like back in the back when I was going. You could, and maybe they still do it. I don't know. Uh, if you won a PBR event like a touring pro, then you got to go to the, you know, the following weekend to whatever built for tough was at the time. You know, and so. Uh, I did get to do that once, and uh, I think that was in. I won the event in Claremore, and uh, rode one of HD's bulls, Bucking Machine, which y'all probably y'all remember him. Some people won't, but um, I got to go to. Well, I think the next the next weekend, I can't remember what built four tough it was, but I 
No, maybe it was like two weeks away. Well, I had the Extreme Bulls in Oklahoma City, and I tore my growing uh, the week before I got to go to my first built Fort Tough. So we did some calling around, and, and uh, they let me take a different one, which was, you know, they, they normally wouldn't do, but they did. So I got to sit around the house for a few weeks and kind of heal up, which uh, a few weeks ain't enough for a torn growing, I'll promise you that. But I did get to go to my first built Fort Tough in Columbus, Ohio, and I was hurt. And there was, I really had no business getting on, to be real honest with you. But, but you know, that was something I was trying to, that's what I was going for, you know. I mean, that's what, that's what everybody wants to do. And I wasn't going to not go, you know. And it was, it was literally the last event of the year. So I was like, well, I can luck out here and, you know, stranger things have happened. Maybe I'll win this sucker and I'll go to my first PBR finals, you know. Well, obviously that never happened. But, but yeah, that was. Uh, what what'd you get on there? Do you remember? I remember uh what was the little gray bull that uh Donahoe had? Uh the little, little gray that, yeah, a little moody. I had him in the second round and, and honestly I about rode him. I got on a brindle bull of Cody A Bears in the first round and he made pretty short work of me with, with one growing. But uh the little gray bull just spun, you know, and uh and I rode him a good ways and he threw threw me off. But like I said, I really had that was a bull that I felt like I could get by you know, not not easily when I was healthy, but uh, anyways, yeah, no so, good there, but it was a heck of an experience, that's for sure. So your brother Cole rode bulls and stuff. Like, did did you grow up with your family rodeo? How did all this transpire? Yeah, my uh, my granddad, he uh, he used to go mount out bucking horses and stuff for Jigs and Elry Butler uh, when he was young, you know. And then, so my dad. Uh, course him and his brother Monty they rode bulls Monty went to the NFR several times and I want to say he might have been runner-up one year uh but anyways um he rode Oscar out in California when he was 18 and like my dad he I think the year my dad quit my dad quit young he wanted to be home with his with uh, my oldest brother which was Clint which no one even knows about but um he rode really good and he was uh like I said he I think he was in the like top six or eight the year he quit he was just tired of going tired of leaving home and just quit you know and uh, so my granddad rode bulls and all that and my dad and, and me and my two brothers or two of my brothers and uh cole was fairly successful and he uh <clears throat> he won a, i don't know i can't remember on his permit there in the prca that year his uh the first year he went he won you know 40 or fifty thousand, and uh had a good year, and then he ended up getting on tour. And uh, I want to say back when, back in like '06, uh, they had this big deal at Guthrie where you could go like you could. They were taking like 200 bull riders or 100 or something. You could pay this big entry fee, you know, and and it was kind of a tournament style deal, kind of where you kind of you had to ride. You got to get on two if you stayed on. You got to go to the next round and yada yada yada. Well, Cole, Cole, he had a, a great weekend there. He won. 13 or 14,000 there, and then they went over to the uh, Chesapeake Arena there at Oklahoma City and had the Challenger Finals, and back then, that was in 06, uh, the Challenger Finals was paying 50,000 to go around at Oklahoma City, and he rode Rattler of HDs and uh, was 90, and he was actually the first guy out uh, in that third round, and rode Rattler for 90 and a half and won 50 grand and ended up going to PBR Finals that year, was on tour all year, and had a good year, and, and uh Unfortunately, I can't remember the time frame exactly, but right after he made the PBR finals, I want to say it was like, it might have been a couple of years, but he ended up getting cancer. 
and uh, that kind of that was kind of the end of it for for him on the on the bull riding deal. But yeah, Cole was he was my hero as far as bull riders go. I mean, you know, having a having a brother like that and going to be that successful, and just his uh, I don't know his his demeanor, just his you know like I don't know he's my big brother. You know, I, I looked up to him, and and uh, that was a that was a cool time in our life. You know, that was something that that uh, you know. From when we was little bitty, four or five years old, that's what you know, you, that's the PBR was coming about. You know, that's what you that's what you were kind of shooting for, you know. And then, then here we are. At, uh, he's a PBR finals one year, so that, that was that was really cool. So, <clears throat> moving forward just a little bit, from the time you quit riding bulls to uh, like buying your place in Sayer and getting in the bull deal, what, what, where was the what was the gap there? Like, did you get a job? Did you work in the oil field, or did you jump right into bucking bulls, or what? Yeah, well, okay, so everybody thinks I'm just, like, some old, grumpy stock contractor, you know, anymore. But really, like, when I quit, I was 25 years old, you know. I I broke my neck twice, and uh, I broke my neck, and and uh, they went in there and looked at it uh, and realized that I had broke it in two places the time before that I didn't even know about and tore both growings and, you know, just blah, 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 all the crap. But I was... Man, I, I tell you what, I I never did. I can honestly say, and I don't mind saying, it, I never did make a living riding bulls. You know, I feel like I, I feel like I won more than I spent. You know, and uh, people are like, uh, I was snapping Jeff Lockwood the other night, and he said, "How long ago did you retire?" And I said, "Well, we can't call it a retirement because you know it is what it is, but it's more like I just quit." But I did quit about, I think uh, I was 25 or 26, and uh, so I did. I had a uh, I day worked a lot. Uh, we branded calves and shipped and did all that. I kind of was just kind of uh, day working and stuff. Shoot, I've done everything. I've poured concrete. I've uh, cleaned out mud pits on old rigs and just everything, you know. But uh, and then uh, I had a little ranching job. Um, I was making 500 bucks a week, and uh, I was driving a nice truck back and forth, 50 miles round trip every day. And I'm pretty sure by the time the in the week got there, I was about back to even driving that sucker back and forth. <laughs> and uh, one day, and, and I'd had bulls and cows and stuff like that all along the way, you know, but I bought this bull for 1500 bucks, And uh, I turned around like two hours later and sold him for 2000 I was like, holy crap, I'm on to something here. I was like, I made 500 bucks working all week. And I just, I just bought a bull at 9 a.m. and sold him at, 2 p.m. for 2000 I just made my week's wages. And I thought, man, I've only got to do that one time a week to make what I'm making now. It's a lot less work. So next thing you know, uh, I did that a couple times a week. And then all six months, a year later, I'm doing it, you know, four or five times a week, <laughs> you know. So uh, I got and you know, and probably sell somewhere around 100 head of bulls a year now, like just doing just That's how it started, honestly. So. And, and then you realize you you could do it full time. I guess you could say uh, your wife Kelsey, little girl Timber, little boy Asa. Like it's kind of a family operation. The the kids stay home with you and do the ranching and all that stuff. Yep, yep. It's a uh, man. It's tough, but uh, we get it we get it handled. There's days where I'm, I'm I call my wife. I'm like, you've got. You've got to, we've got to find a baby, you know, a babysitter. And then the next day, <laughs> next day rolls around, you're like, man, that was stupid. Like, I got this, you know. There, there's times where, 
well, everybody deals with it in different aspects, you know, but sometimes things just pile up and, and uh, you get a little stressed. And, and, and this is not this is not the best place to have a couple toddlers running around, you know, honestly. I mean, there's I've got a set of bulls i got to go tip and work in the morning, and I've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old, you know. I can send the five-year-old inside to watch TV, but, crap, I left Ace in the truck today, and he had a syringe and a needle playing with it, you know. And uh, <laughs> And, and not a not a drug needle, yeah. <laughs> not a human drug yeah. needle. Yeah, let's, let's clarify that. <laughs> yeah, clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I left it. I left a syringe on my dash in my truck, and me and Hayden Wilson were stretching cable. And I got back. I went over. I said, "I better go check on that boy. Make see what he's doing because it was kind of cold today." And uh, yeah, he had the dad gum syringe in his hand, the cap off, the needle, and everything. And I thought, ah, it's probably about time for you to get out of the truck. I told I told Hayden that's sad that's sad when it's, it's more dangerous in the truck than it is out. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it wasn't. My father-in-law was telling me a story uh, a couple of days ago. Um, my wife's brother has a little girl, and he he hauls calves and does a bunch of different things for the Amish people. And uh, he's got a little girl about uh, Asa and Clancy's age, and he left her in the truck one day. And she she took every quarter penny piece of change she could find and showed it in the the like the DVD player of the truck where oh holy smokes it, it does nothing nothing works anymore it, uh, it's all filled with coins but it, wow. it, it is one thing when you talk about the kids like I Molly stays home but there's times like she'll go grocery shopping you know or do whatever and like they got to stay with me and if you're running oh, yeah. going through or moving hay or whatever you kind of just got to make it work and sometimes I told Molly the other day like it's very frustrating, but at the same time, you look back and you wouldn't want it any other way, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I just like you said, I, there's days where it's just, it's just a complete headache, and not because of the kid, obviously, but there's just so much stuff going on that's that's uh, you know takes your most of your attention. And then you gotta, then you gotta, you get caught up in the moment, and you realize, oh wait, I'm okay. I've got a two year old over here that that needs some some eyes on him, you know. And so I have to. It's just constantly the stress level gets pretty high. You know, you get you gotta. That that's the that's the main uh, concern in in my daily <laughs> life, you know, is making sure I keep my two year old out of a jam, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's and it's hard if you've been around Asa for ten minutes, you know how hard that is. <laughs> but no, like you said, it's the most rewarding thing ever, and I would never, um, I would I wouldn't want it any other way. Like I, I, that's what I think is so cool about what I do is I've I've I've, I've um, worked my way into it to where I am making a living at it, you know, and that's, this is all I do for money. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a side gig from eight to five and then come home and run a few bulls through. It's, it's, uh, I wake up in the morning and try to figure out how to make these things make money, you know, and, and that's, uh, some, what some, pays months the bills are here. some months are better than others. And I'll be honest, the winter months are the hardest. Uh, but I'll be honest with you too. Uh, what, what's crazy is, uh, I don't know what, like last year, you know, everybody was struggling and having, you know, it was, it was a tough year for everybody. And I, I sold more bulls last year than I ever have. It was really weird. But uh, um, last year was a good year. But, yeah, it's it it can – I sold six bulls on Sunday, and uh, I haven't sold one since. So, you know, it's just you kind of make some deals and do what you can, and then, you know, it kind of so, comes in so first. I want to I want to touch on that just a little bit. I mean, and, and – don't, I mean, you give yourself a plug in the middle in the middle of everything. But when you say you do the bull deal for a living, kind of, kind of, uh, you you have your own cows, you, you raise your own calves, you you do that. But kind of go into a little bit of 
what you mean by you make a living in the bull business? Well, everybody wants to have their own stuff, and, and that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, you know, um, you got to figure out how to market it, and that's what we're, you know, that's what we try to do. But uh, I, I figured out real quick, okay, so you got basically have one time a year to really like to to really make money at it and that's when you produce a calf and you you know you wean your calves and you go through them and you either sell them all or sell them to sets or you know you hang on to them for a little while and sell them um we kind of that's kind of our our little deal we've got 75 head of cows i think now and like we have debt you know i mean we do and about like everybody you know and at every fall when we wean i mean that's that's time for us to like, hey, let's buckle down here and and let's let's sell some sets or let's do something. We got you know, and that's kind of what we that's kind of what we use to pay on our notes, you know, our cow notes or whatever, you know. And uh, but to pay the bills, uh, we take in outside bulls, so um, it's a ten dollar a day rate for big for anything over two for two and up is ten dollars a day. It covers feed and worming and they show up and eat chipped or whatever. Um, like the the younger bulls, like when we wean, the weaning age are like uh, like three dollars a day and ten dollars an out, and all the way through. Like now it's springtime, everything's a little bigger, and you know weighing five hundred, so it's five dollars a day and ten dollars an out. So people just send us bulls, and I don't know. We've we've kind of worked into a we've got a following on Facebook, a pretty decent one where we have lots of viewers on there. And you know, used to you'd sit around on your phone, and I know you've done this, you still do probably. You'll sit, someone wants to wants to buy something from and you sit there and go through 3,000 pictures and videos on your phone and you dig through there and find two or three videos of a bull and they say okay thanks you never hear from them again you know and I would do that over and over and over during the day and now I've just got to where that like that Facebook page makes my living you know I mean it, it really does I can get on there and post a picture post a few videos say something about them just put all the basic information on there and they can get on there and look at all the videos all all they want, you know, and 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 it saves me a lot of work, and and that's where they see them, you know, pretty much. And uh, I don't do much of the. I have friends, you know, that will will send videos back and forth, or if I know someone's looking for something, I, I that's one thing I don't do is reach out to people, and say, hey, I, I've never been that kind of guy, uh, you know, the uh, that tells someone you need you need to come buy this or this or that. I, I like for them to come to me and. And uh, I don't, I don't ever want anybody to feel pressured into buying anything. You know, I want it to be on their conscience, and I want them to, to do it because they want to do it, not because I talked them into it. You know, and that's just. Mm -hmm. I, I think people appreciate that because there's some guys that are, they'll just send a video and be like, hey, you know, you interested in that? I, I just, I, that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's just not how I do it. You know, it's like showing up to a car dealership, you know, and there's like three car salesmen racing to get to you to cram a bunch of information down your throat and sell you something, you know, it's just very annoying and irritating. And that's just not how I do it. But, but anyway, that's kind of the gist of it. Anyway, um, we just take them in at a daily rate. You can leave them here 10 days and get two outs on them, or you can leave them here for three months. I'd rather, I'd rather not see them for three months, but we like new faces. <laughs> we like new faces around here. It's like, if I have anything longer than, you know, three weeks or a month, you know, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's go ahead and move this one and move on to something different, you know, and, and, uh, but anyway, well, I'm sure as, as, as that customer base though, that, that sends you, sends you cattle. I mean, their, their goal, I, I've seen you post a couple of times, like people sending you, you big bulls that if they're not for sale, you're not taking them because you, you got to move that stuff to make it all work. 
Yeah, and and really, you know, like okay, so the ten dollar a day rate, they're like, you know, in their head, they're thinking, oh, I'm gonna if I'm gonna send him four or five, well, that's eighteen hundred, twenty one hundred dollars a month. I can't afford that. Well, when when they come here, it's not we're not. I don't leave them sitting around here just just so I can get that daily rate out of you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for example, the, I just got a set of nine out of Canada, and I told that guy, I said, he didn't care what the day rate was or what was going on. He just said, I just need to send them to you and get them sold. And I said, well, they ain't going to be here a month. I promise you that. And and that's the kind of the whole deal. I don't want people thinking I'm just trying to sucker them into getting their bulls here, and I'm just going to sit here on a daily, you know, on a monthly rate and just milk you dry. You know, that's not my intentions. And, uh like the bulls that come out of Canada, I think they were here. They got here on the first, and I didn't get them bucked until the ninth. But also, you know, when I get them bulls, I like to I like to buck them at my place or get my hands on them at least once before I sell them. That way, I know what I'm selling. And then, and you know, because they can send me ten videos, and who's to say that he oh, hasn't yeah. fit and turned sorry? You know, so I so to I, I'm not gonna. I can't really say I stand behind them 100 percent because I don't. You know, I'm just moving these bulls for the seller, but. I have a better feel for what they are, and I can price them accordingly. And if then people are a little off, like, you know, they have the last say, you know, and they can, if, if they don't agree with what I think they're worth, you know, I'm not going to put a, a $3,000 bull in there for 9000 For one, it makes you look stupid, you know, and, and like, we got to be real, you know, and, and uh, but, so I guess back to the Canada Bulls. They came on the 1st, I bucked them on the 9th, and by the 12th, six of them were sold you know them bulls were here for 14 days you know it cost 150 bucks for them to get them bucked and fed and uh you know per bull and sold and uh they've already got a check in their hands you know so that's kind of how it works that's how i want it to work i don't the the, the monthly rate all it does okay say it's 300 a month uh it costs me 100 a little over 100 probably to feed them and then just my time feeding them i'm going to go ahead and say that's that's worth 50 you know so I'm getting paid 100 or 150 to mess with them all month long and run them in and sort them and try to get them bucked and beg these guys to get on them, you know, and stuff like that. So it really and, and buying new feed troughs and yeah, right, and, yeah. yeah. And so so the monthly rate does doesn't really do anything for me. It basically just kind of kind of breaks me even, kind of. And then I, I kind of bank on the commission, you know. So I would rather have a bull for 10 days opposed to three. 30 days you know what if i can sell him for five thousand the first 10 days well i make a hundred dollars you know i get i get feed plus my time and then you know i'll make a five hundred dollar whack on one you know and and that's that's the way i want it to work and uh i think some people get a little overwhelmed with that when they're thinking about sending one they're like well you know they just go to they go to thinking way too far down the road and and i have a lot more confidence in myself than that to, to think that i need to keep one for you know 90 days to to move him you know and and that's sure. my niche. I mean, that's I mean, that's just kind of we worked into this, and I, I'm still young enough. I'm still good friends with these guys that get on these bulls, and I kind of relate to them a little bit, and 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 help them too. Um, these guys that are getting you'll, on and kind of coach, get on coach them every once in a while, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't want to hit on that too much. But if I get cranky enough, I'll get on one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's all, it's all, it's on social media, so everyone I'm sure is already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't put the video. I've got the video, but we ain't gonna post that. I told them I'm guys pretty, right I'm before I got sure, on. I I'm said, pretty sure one of your one of your helpers over there had already put the video on Facebook. Oh yeah, he might have. I, I made sure and told him right before I nodded. I said, "Don't you expect me to ride this son of a gun?" But I said, "I'm gonna show you. It ain't all that bad." They were scared <laughs> to death. He's gonna hook somebody, and I said, "Hell, I've been hooked before." 
but we're gonna buck this bull, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. the guy that owned the guy that owned the bull, he thought he got a pretty good kick out of that. So. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, as far as the competition stuff goes, uh, are you you kind of I mean you got one good enough kind of out of your own deal? Will you will you go with him or, or are you you kind of a, a, a an all sale? Man, I uh, I feel like now you almost have to go just a little bit with one to to prove their worth. Used to you could put three or four videos on there and they'd snatch them up, and every now and then they'll do that, but. The last couple that I've sold, and whether I raised them or whether I didn't, I felt like you needed to go kind of season them a little bit and, and prove to those guys that they were worth what you were asking for them and stuff. And I love going to those events, especially – I think I like it a whole lot more. It seems like I'm always hauling someone at the, something that someone else has raised because, like I said a while ago, you know, every fall we we got to figure out how to come up with twenty or 30000 you know, just to pay notes and stuff. And, and I'm not having a pity party. That's just, that's just life, you know. And uh, I'm glad to have – cattle that pay for that you know i'm glad to be able to produce an animal that you know just to the cowman's eyes worth you know 40 cents a pound and and i'm selling my bull calves for you know 1500 a whack off the cow so to me that's to me that's something to kind of be proud of personally i I feel like it is i mean some people may be satisfied with 700 and some may not be satisfied with 2500 but uh anytime you can get that kind of money over market i feel like you're you're doing something you know but I do like the competition side of things, and I think I'll. I think in the next few years it'll be a lot funner for me. I'll be a little, uh, a little less stressed financially, and be able to kind of maybe keep some of my own and maybe bum around and, and do that. I think uh, another thing too is like, you know, like me as a um, like producer, you know, and having these these cows and stuff. We're I don't uh, I don't think we're where we want to be, but I think. I can't give like I want to kind of give my cowherd some credit here, but um, we have a lot of calves that that people like you, even for instance, you know, will never see because we're not afraid to sell them to Mexico or you know or wherever. Like you know, to make, that's like I said, that's what we do for a living. So, like my best two yearlings last year went to Mexico. I mean, that's where they are, you know. And I don't uh, when them guys are flashing the the dollars at you, what do you do, you know? And uh, uh-huh. I think I think some people think we're a little irrelevant as far as the competition thing goes because we don't show up with ours, you know, on a regular basis, the ones that we've raised. And uh, so I think in the next – me and Chelsea, we have culled extremely hard on our cows, and uh, we bought about 40 head of heifers uh, the year before last. We bucked through every single one of them. Um, and we've got, we've got a really, really cool set of first calf heifers that are – almost all calved out now and we're pretty pumped about those and well, so what, we put what, a lot of, what are, what's the calves out of to them heifers um uh, we we bought bring it's pride and for for one his uh the addle hearts and cactus dodge had some luck with him a little bit and another thing was i knew i was gonna have these kit these heifers turned out on 430 acres and i was just hoping and praying that that was a good move i knew he would you know just just throw some little bitty calves and hopefully i wouldn't have to run into any jams and stuff like that. So I give twelve hundred and fifty bucks for him and bread to him and put him on the rail, took him to a slaughterhouse and killed him, got nine hundred bucks for him. So uh them little them them first calf heifers they can sneeze and, and, and blow one out. Um we've had I think nineteen or twenty of them and hadn't had a lick of trouble yet. So I think there's six or seven more to go. But like I said, I think uh hopefully in the next two or three years, um and I'm not saying we're gonna make some kind of big splash or we're gonna 
you know, we're going to run past everybody. I'm not saying that at all. I I just feel like that. that well, heck, you, uh, you gotta you gotta have you gotta brag just a little bit. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of everybody's goal. You wanna you wanna be in the winning right. circle, you know, especially with right. your your own stuff and the cows that you put together and some of the stuff that I mean, just visiting with you as friends, uh, the females you guys like them heifers you'd bought. And then not not to mention a couple bulls you picked up this winter to breed to. Uh right. I mean you you don't don't discredit don't discredit your deal just a little bit. It's okay to brag on yourself there, Clay. Well, and I and I hate I, I just hate to. I never I, I was taught not to do that. But like I said, I, I you know, it's kinda I guess in a in a way it kinda it kinda sucks to you know, the only time you see see me at an event, I've got someone else's calf, you know, or whether it's something I'm hauling for a buddy or a partner or, or it's something we've bought from somebody else. I mean, I'm going to, if I go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know that I have a chance to win, but I think it'll be a lot funner to me. You know what I mean? When, and I have a lot more uh, pride in it than you know, when I, when I've got something that I've raised and I could actually afford to hang on to him long enough to show, to show what he is, you know, and uh, like Josh Hilton and, and uh, he got a, one of his partners bought our calves this past year and, and took them all you know that, that's hard to do like even though i know like i'm so glad that josh got them i know josh will get everything out of them but it's hard to it's hard to turn those kids loose to somebody when when you you you, you put in the brain work to, to get them on the ground and get them shined up and looking good and work and you know registered and all that slap your brand on them and then put them on someone else's trailer <clears throat> you know that's a that's a pretty uh humbling deal there you know and so we're working towards um being able to just keep them ourselves, you know, and, and maybe, and, and always going to sell cattle, you know, not, not saying we're just going to have 20 bull calves. We're going to have them 20 for 10 years. You know, we're going to, we're going to figure yeah, out but, how to market. But, but it does give you a way to, uh, like you said, as far as, the, it's almost the event deal is almost a marketing game in itself. You, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, uh, for sure. I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, you can use HD in them for, for example, uh, no, no doubt they have <coughs> medics, but they're, they're seen winning every weekend. You know, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that, for that, sure. I, in my opinion, that's that's why their sales do good. Yeah, their genetics are through the roof and proven, but they're proven because they 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 enter and they go right. and they win. Right. You know. Well, and like uh, like the, we've talked about it before, me and you, uh, like the gift I sold to Josh and his partner. You know, nine uh, nine sixteen, I guess. Um like that calf there i mean you know it was going to cost me it was going to cost me twenty thousand to go try to try to win 15 and it to like we don't play the heritage game we don't play the you know the big high entry fee deals like we don't we're not in a position to gamble a whole lot um it's not because we don't have confidence and we don't have the money to lose you know and i'm like i said i'm not trying to have a pity party here about how we can't afford to do this or that we everything we make you know, that's what pays the bills. And like I said, like the heritage, you know, all them payments and all these, you know, these, you got to pay these two or three payments to get into this one and that one. And it's just, we don't play any of that. Cause uh, like I said, we just not a place to gamble, but the nine sixteen calf, I felt like it was going to cost me 20, 20 grand to win 15, you know? And so it's like, it don't, it doesn't pencil out for, for us at this point in time, you know? So I, I'm, I would rather sell that calf to someone like Josh or you or your partners or whoever and know that, that calf, they're going to go push that calf and they're going to make you know so but i like to see that too but, and i mean and like you say though at, at the end of the day that they, they are carrying the, the rafter c and with the, the 
I mean, people know a lot of times where stuff came from. You know what I mean? I, I, at least yeah, I like yeah, would sure. like to think so for the most part. Yeah. Heck yeah. I think uh, like the calves I sold, the calves I sold him this this past year. I mean, he, he was he's pretty excited about him. Um, he's been through him two or three times, and I think I, I sold him fifteen, and I think they nominated I don't know six or seven out of those for for the heritage, and I, I was I was pretty impressed with that. I was I was glad to hear that. You know, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, you know, if they were sitting here, I, there there wouldn't be a single one of them uh, nominated. You know, and that's just uh, that's just me. But I was. You know, when you sell something like that and they go on to do good for somebody, and that's what you want to see. So I'm pretty excited to see what Josh does with that set. So I want to take it. I got a couple of things I want to touch on yet, but I want to go back a little ways on to the uh, Russian relationship. How mm-hmm. how how did that come about? And those, I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll say, but he was didn't he win the the Black Gold Derby and the Gold Standard? Did in the same year, didn't he? Yeah, I'll, I'll he walk it through. Well, he he did win the Black Gold Derby, yes. Uh, which other one did you say? The, um, I may have said the same thing. Uh, yeah, he did win the Black Gold the, the Derby. Um, so I'll just I'll just start from the beginning. So I, I every time I would like win money, you know, at a rodeo or whatever, I'd and, you know even if I won a thousand bucks, I'd be looking for a heifer for under a thousand bucks, you know. Well, anyways, I, I went to an amateur rodeo somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. I won around $1,500, and I got on the Breeders' Connection about, you know, the following week, and I can't even remember who I bought this cow from, but it was a froggy daughter, um, whoever had all that stuff at that time, and I bought her for 1550 bucks, and brought her back. Uh, me and Chad Drury at the time were partnered on Fandango. We uh, turned her out with him, and here comes this little black thing, wilder and crap, and... uh we started hammering on him and found out real quick that he was uh, going to be pretty nice, you know. And, and uh, of course, he gets – you know, he never would uh, – I didn't really like him all that great with the dummy. He'd really, really buck, but it was almost like uh, – and I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, call him counterfeit or nothing like that, but he just – you could just tell. Like, he'd make a couple rounds, and he'd just kind of get a little lost, and it wasn't that he was just selling out or nothing like that. But he just didn't like it. Well, I just put a, I just put a rider on him like, like you've seen me do in the past early, you know, and – holy smokes he was bad to the bone you know and he was tiny though so i was trying to grow him and this is back in the i was feeding the, the pro bull max you know the eight, 18 or 20 percent it was hotter than a pistol you know and i was rolling the feet of this son of a gun he just wouldn't eat he wouldn't he just said heck with it i ain't gonna eat it well apparently this is back in my green days you know i just burn him plumb up you know i'm sure his stomach was on fire he wouldn't eat nothing and my papa he uh I told him, I said, I cannot get the son gun to eat. He said, bring him to my house. <clears throat> so I took this little bull over there. He's coming three at this time. And uh, my papa, you know, he's he's a cow man. I mean, he, was, he is the epitome of that. He's awesome about that. You know, he could, he could, just his cows were always just blooming fat. He'd help run feed yards. He had a ranch, you know, ranch back in the day, blah, blah, blah. He had this son of a gun eating. He put him on 14% creep feed, and within three weeks, he had him eating a five-gallon bucket of creep feed a day. And this little bull didn't weigh a 1,000 pounds. So he went from eating, not eating nothing, or the best feed you could get, you know, to eating a five-gallon bucket. And that was just pretty neat to me to see how he got that little bull transitioned back over and got him lined out, you know. So um, when when you say a bull's got to be on all this fancy feed and all this 
this and that to do good that they're wrong because that that calf was getting you know the <clears throat> probably rat infested creep feed from the local feed store you know and uh-huh. and went on to win forty thousand as a three year old you know <clears throat> so anyways I hauled him around a little bit and Curtis decision bought half of that bull and no he bought no he bought all of him that's right so, he bought all of him just, I'm gonna pause you a second like yeah. nowadays the, the game you know is it's it's almost earlier and earlier and earlier like we, we push the the weanlands the yearlands and, and i mean even the two-year-olds get bucked a bunch right. like was that was that his way like did you push him fast and and then or would, did you buck him four or five times with a dummy and we're like eh, screw it and put a guy on him like just what was it I'm, i guess my question is did you do him the same as like we would now or or was it a little bit different at that time because what what no. year was this 2000 yeah and, it, yeah, this was – well, he was a three-year-old in 2011. So uh-huh. um, this was back in the day where, where you were you were a sorry son of a gun if you bucked him more than once in, every, in six months, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just was – that was – you know, that's kind of the way it was, you know. And I watched some old footage from the Heritage back in them days, and them bulls, you know, half the bulls, you know, jump kick across the pen, you know. But, no, I think this kid probably – I probably had eight to ten trips on him probably as a yearling and a two-year-old combined, you know. And now, now I've you know this is my yearlings have eight eight trips on them already you know so uh-huh. yeah he he didn't have near the trips on them but I, I but I knew right off the bat there kind of that uh, that he just wasn't gonna be yeah I, I was just curious on on how like that that does kind of need to me how <clears throat> progressed or or just yeah well I guess you could say. like like if I'd have had that calf right now I think that calf would have hit one money i could have figured him out you know what i mean i think we were all we we're all a lot further along than we were then i think i could have switched that bull deliveries earlier and you know there's a whole lot of stuff i know now that i didn't know then i was a kid you know so i didn't know nothing pretty much you know and, and uh but anyways so he i can't remember kind of how it all played out i just we hauled him around to those uh ubbis and stuff and and uh i know he won quite a bit at those like i said i uh, as a matter of fact <clears throat> the night I tore my growing at the Extreme Bulls in Oklahoma City was the same day he won the Black Gold Derby. So I, I drug myself out of the arena and picked up my phone. Cody Gooden had took that bull down there to that event and told me that that bull had won first place and won 25 grand. So that was a bittersweet day for sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that was pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Oh, so the cow I bought the cow for $1,550. You told me not to. You told me I could brag a while ago, so I'm gonna go ahead and brag. And I'm not bragging on myself, but just how things can kind of work out. And and just so you know, this hasn't happened since. <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> yeah. uh, I bought the cow for fifteen hundred fifty dollars. She had that bull. I sold the bull for. Uh, I think I sold him to Curtis for eighteen thousand. He let me haul him that year for half, so he won twenty. I made another twenty on that, and then um, he wanted to sell him. And he said, anything over twenty grand you can have or commission or whatever. I made another five grand on that. And then I sold the cow to Clint McGuire for sixty five hundred. So I think within like between that cow and that bull, um, in a in a time frame of like I don't know, I can't remember what it was, you know, a couple of years, uh, made sixty five thousand dollars or something on that pair, you know. So that was kinda cool to look back on as a uh, ten years ago, I guess I was twenty two, so uh that was a pretty pretty cool time in life right there i thought heck this is this is a piece of cake i'm gonna do this every year 
that has not <laughs> happened. That has not happened again. <laughs> and, so, and but, I mean, not only did did the bull win the the gold standard, but or the black gold, but he, I mean, went didn't he go to the NFR? Yeah, he did. I guess I guess I should have finished my story. Uh, so yeah, he did. He went on to let's see. I think Curtis sold him. I sold him for Curtis to Wolf Creek, which is Dennis Tebow down in Mangum. They hauled him for a while. They took him to all the built for tufts. And and I'm telling you, like this, when this this sucker was soaking wet, weighed 1,200 pounds tops. And I mean, he looked like a little stallion, you know. But he was just wasn't very big. I mean, his mom was tiny, and Fandango wasn't huge either, you know. And so he was doing all he could do. But I'm telling you, like pound for pound, I mean, he was. He was a buck and rank sucker, you know, and, and those guys, I mean, I think he threw off, I'd have to go back and look, but I know he threw off Valderon, uh, Guilherme, you know, those big stout Brazilians that could would just turn one into, you know, a spinner. Um, he handed them their, their butts, you know, and I want to say he once, he might have won second at Kansas City Classic one year, and I want to say he threw off Valderon maybe at that event, you know, and, and, and you all know how Valderon is, I mean. So that's pretty impressive for that little bull to do that. Um, and, like, uh, I don't know, just seeing your bull bucket, like, you know, Madison Square Garden, stuff like that, that's pretty neat. And he went on the NF. I think uh, Wolf Creek ended up trading uh, four or five bulls. I can't remember how the trade worked, but Scott Burris got the bull, and he called him Donkey Kong. And uh, that bull, he ended up going to the NFR once. And, and I guess when Wolf Creek had him, he went to the PBR finals, you know, as a classic bull and stuff so yeah that was uh he kind of put me on the map you know as far as just the whole the whole deal goes and do you, do you still have anything like sisters to him or anything no you know he uh scott i was actually uh in talks with scott about getting him back scott told me he said he's got a foot and he's got a he got a cut and he's, his foot's infected but i'm gonna give him back to you i'm gonna let you have him <clears throat> and so i was pretty excited about that and the, uh, the in fact they they had him and doctored him and the infection uh finally just killed him you know so he was he was he was no more i never collected him collected him or nothing like that i did i did have him in a lot with a couple cows one time and you know back in them days they were like something you just take to the cell barn at this point in life you know but i did have a couple daughters out of him but they were no good but like i said they were the dams to those cows were just they weren't worth having so we never you know back in them days i didn't have but six or seven cows anyway you know and and we had him lotted up you know and we was trying to take care of him and make sure he stayed sound and stuff like that so we didn't so we didn't get to do no breeding or nothing to him like that but i know i know you said that you won 1500 bucks at that amateur rodeo or whatever and you're looking on the breeders connection that's what you bought like was it just because that's what she sold like that was the one that you could afford that week was it like you liked the like you liked the way she looked was she the only heifer on there what i guess Honestly, honestly, I, I, yeah, I really don't remember. I wasn't the type that would just go buy something because I could afford it. You know, it was like it, I knew I liked her, um, and like I said, I knew kind of what I had and what I could spend. You know, and uh, I just remember driving to that. I, I went. It was at some cutter's place. Like whoever I bought this heifer from would send their heifers to, to a cutter. You know, and well, that guy, he, it, it was pretty wild. He went in there to get her sorted off, and his heifers are just wilder and crap. And I was like, oh hell. I'm, I'll be surprised if we get the son of a gun on the trailer. But uh, yeah, that was the beginning of my uh, my trading days and stuff. And 
yeah, like I said, I don't I don't remember what was the deal with that heifer while why I thought I had to have her or anything like that. She was a froggy daughter and you know, back in ten years ago that was hell that was something you wanted to have, you know. And so mm-hmm. uh by golly I got me one. <laughs> so moving moving forward to I'm gonna say a month ago, three weeks ago, you you'll do a few events at your house every year and you did yep. you did kind of a pretty big one uh with four or five thousand added. Um, paid over eight thousand dollars. What was there? Forty bulls, thirty-five bulls entered, or something. Uh, yeah. And, and 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 you got a you got another added money event coming up coming up uh, May first. Yep. You kind of touch on that just a minute. Yeah, we're just uh, <clears throat> man. There, I don't really know what's uh, what's what's fueling the fire other than just uh, trying to just get to where we're not trying to compete with anybody we're not doing this to try to make anybody look bad or nothing but you know you go to a lot of these events and man you can you can um you can get a lot of money invested in well in cattle for one but expenses and entry fees and this and that and boy you win you're like heck yeah i won and you look kind of what it's paid and you're like oh hell that that wasn't that great you know and uh, i'm not bad mouthing anybody or any association or nothing like that but i just thought you know it's uh we're getting to a point to where we need to be bucking these these calves for some money, you know, and and uh, so I just I thought to myself, and I've had several events in the past, and they're they're always a four or five hundred dollar entry fee, which is kind of middle of the road, you know, and nothing added, seventy five percent payback, and I'll I'll make three or four thousand dollars an event. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not trying to hide nothing. I got to make some money. That's what I you know that's part of what I how I make a living and stuff like that. But you know, there's a lot of other events going on, and crap, you're still trying to figure out on mon- the Monday of the event, you're trying to figure out if you're even going to have enough dang entries to have it, you know? And I just told my wife, I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to add money at every single one of them, or I'm not going to have them, and I'm going to I'm gonna start advertising them a month and a half out, and if I don't, if you know, and, and I said, I want to make them good enough to where I have the books full a month out, you know, I said, and whatever I got to do to do that. Anyway, I've, that's what we've been kind of working on. And, and, uh, there was two or three events, you know, in the last year or two, I've had to cancel. Cause you know, you get around to Tuesday or Wednesday and you're like, all right, turn in your numbers or don't, you know, like, and then you just don't have enough to even have it. It gets really irritating. I've, I've been that guy, you know I mean? I've been the guy that didn't really know what I wanted to take or if I was even going to go till the, till the week before, you know, so I'm not, it's nothing personal. It's just one of those deals to where, if it's worth going to, you'll have that sucker full right off the bat, you know. And that's I just even though this is a backyard for charity, um, it, it can be good, you know. It doesn't have to be a cluster, you know. It can go smooth. We can have great help. We can have the same guys doing this one as they they do at every other big one, you know. And <clears throat> it's pretty neat to do it right in my backyard. And I'm kind of a homebody anyway, and I can walk out my back door and put them on and have fun and and not not be too serious, but at the same time be able to have enough good help take care of the cattle and, and have good judges and good back pen help and stuff like that and and a place where people can just you know they don't have to come spend the night you know you can get up six seven o'clock and drive three or four hours and come up here and have a couple beers buck bulls see your old friends eat something good and win a dang good check you know um it's just i don't know it's, it's just pretty neat We've and, and we haven't really we haven't been out knocking doors down trying to get sponsorships. So we've just been talking to friends and friends within the business, you know, that, and every single person that I would name off of the list that's donated to this one, you would know, Kyle. And so, I mean, it's not like, uh, I wish I was a little more 
motivated and geared to go hustle up some, you know, some sponsorship, you know, some big, bigger type business and stuff like that. I'm just not, but <clears throat> I don't know how many of these we'll have, but they're fun. And, and, uh, the last one was a hit and we've got 10,000 added this one coming up in two weeks. Um, there's a 5,000 added derby and a 5,000 added yearling class. And so I was doing the, I was just kind of crunching the numbers yesterday and with 22 yearlings entered at this deal, um, paying four holes, which I, I talked to Justin Cox and thought I might stretch it one more hole. But if we pay four holes, just cause they're, you know, it's one for every five, uh, first place is going to pay $9,000 to the, to the best yearling that day, you know, so that's pretty dang cool to, to see that kind of money paid out. Um, with only 22 bulls entered, you know, so I think mm -hmm. the, the the derby um, with 29 bulls entered is going to pay almost 9,000. Also, with paying like six or I can't remember how many holes, but <clears throat> I don't know. You know, it's just uh, it's gotten to where there's more and more entries and less and less drag, and you got to beat more to win less. It's just so we're just going to try to cap these events where we're not going to take we're not going to take a whole lot of entries. You know, we're going to keep it to where we can run it efficiently and smoothly and um and where you can like I said you know it don't just because it's in the backyard doesn't mean it, it can't be good really good you know it, in my head when i think of a backyard futurity or a backyard you know bull team event or open bull riding you know i've been to plenty of those and uh they're most of the time not good <laughs> you know you get they get uh the cheapest help they can find if they pay them at all and they're gate cutting bulls with you know and uh, you just stuff like that, and um, like I said, it, it can be done professionally, and that's what we try to do. And, well, to, and, uh, to brag on you just just a little bit, uh, I I I was that guy that didn't turn any numbers at your last one. Uh, oh yeah, like yeah. Said, Thanks a lot, Kyle. Thanks I a lot. thought I was going to be able to, <laughs> um, but I did come out there and, and and try to support you and and do some video work, and I was videoing and I was like, oh crap, it's the last one already. Like, yeah. it, it went fast, and, and everyone was, like you said, that you have a couple beers. Everyone had crawfish. Uh, people were hanging out and talking. I mean, and it was a good time. Um, and so uh, I'm uh, looking forward to the next one. And I guess uh, while we're talking about it, somebody hears this in, in the next couple of days. Uh, you, you Are you still taking taking a few, or are you, you full, or what? Oh man, I've made a couple phone calls to get uh, some more pins set up. So we're gonna set up another ten or twelve pins. There was a few guys that I told no, it's full, which I didn't want to do, but I, but I, I kind of had to. I was at the point to where, okay, if I take any more, this could turn into a bad deal. Just as far, you know how my back pin space. Like I got an extremely nice setup, but but we're limited on space. So it was it was starting to turn into okay, I, I need to either. I got to cut it off somewhere, or or this is going to turn into a cluster. Which and I said, I, and I told my wife, I said, I'm I'll lose money before I let that happen. You know, I said I don't want, I don't want to buck five bulls. Ah, well, y'all stop for a minute. We're in a jam back here in the back bins. We got to give us five minutes. You know, that's that's not how I do things, and I, that ain't that ain't how I want to do it. You know, so, um, I would possibly take a couple, but uh, I'm at, I'm right at thirty, I guess, in the in the derby. So the derby's pretty much closed pretty much full uh, i would probably take a a couple yearlings that you know if, if someone wanted to come but um not a whole lot more honestly i don't know if i can fit that many more <laughs> which is a good thing you know i mean and that's kind of the way i want it to be i want people to and i wasn't talking about you about turning in numbers by the way i was just you know like in the past in the past when you have those little events you know when you just kind of throw them together and don't do a whole lot of advertising yeah the, and then the guys say yeah we're coming or whatever and well you get down to it and 
well, are you or not? You know, like I kind of need to know. <laughs> so that's with, with having these events with this better added money and stuff like that. Um, shoot, the, the one I just had, you know, a couple weeks ago, that sucker, I had um, I had 40 entries, you know, or I had, no, I had 55 entries um, a month and a half out. So that was pretty cool, you know, and that's the way I want it to be. I want them guys to hustle in and be like, hey, put me down for two, put me down for three, you know, whatever. And that way I can, that way I can go ahead and start planning and, and plan for a good one, you know, and not, not have to sit there and wonder if it's going to happen type of deal. But. So for everybody listening, uh, social media, you, you, you mentioned that as far as telling bulls, keeping up with what's going on. Uh, Raptor C cattle on Facebook. Um, it ain't nothing fancy, just a business page and, Every every single thing that we have for sale, if it's for sale, it's posted there. And if it ain't posted for sale yet, it will be soon. There's just there's some bulls we get we get videos on and, and whatever, and we can go ahead and throw them on there and and uh, take a shot in the dark. But we'd rather get our hands on them first and see what we're selling. And and so I've got a handful of them here um, that come in from Colorado. Um, I just talked to J W Hart today. He's thinking about sending a, a six rate up here and. And uh, anyway, there there's always bulls coming, and uh, so that's good. But yeah, that's that's Raptor Sea Cattle on Facebook. That's that's kind of where we're at. And that is a wrap on this episode of the podcast, powered by Two Bulls. Stay tuned for the next episode.